It's time for the Confidence That Converts podcast. Confidence. Entrepreneur. Candace Shepherd of the Confidence That Converts podcast here. I got to tell you, I'm so excited to be continuing from the last conversation that my husband and I were having as we moved through the process of divorce and reconciliation. This one is really important, particularly if you're trying to understand what to look for in your relationships as you develop your business. You need support. And so you need to be aware and ready to master some of the things we're going to be talking about in this episode. Next one to come, we'll be breaking down friendships. So let's just dive right back in to where we left off. You know, so when you learn different skills that allow you to master the art of communication and just relationships, period, that's when things really start to shift. When you look back, how long do you think it took you to get to that point where you were able to look at your image and to say to yourself, you know, I'm not even allowing myself to become self-aware and this is what's perpetuating the craziness in our relationship. And while you consider that, you know, I'll say this much. It, one of the things that the frustrations we were experiencing in our relationship, especially it hit a fever pitch in 2016. One of my coping mechanisms was the moment I recognized that something was going bad and it was not going to be a different outcome, is to take off. You know, there were a lot of times I literally walked away or threatened divorce. And not that it wasn't right. Like, let me be real with y'all. Like, there are some circumstances where you need to walk away from your relationship, you know, and I was in one of them. I had pronounced health issues many of which I work like a dog to resolve in this present day. And in 2016, you know, there was a lot of change. And when you're in positions and places of transition, it's very difficult for you to hold fast to what matters most to you. You know, for me, it was loyalty. Like, let's, let's work this out. And then I realized I'm not trying to work this out with somebody who has the same value. So my initial response was to run. You know, I I want a divorce. I'm getting out of here. I can't do this. It's too taxing for me. I have literally, and I really did at the time, tried everything. And that just made, I mean, that took it from like regular gasoline to diesel. And things went from bad to worse within like two, three months. And here I was still online trying to maintain my business, still trying to show up. And those of you who have followed me for many years have seen me talk about my relationship, but only in very small pockets. You know, I've talked about it on YouTube. I remember I had a a follower who was like, I'm begging you like Keith Sweat. Don't leave that, man. (laughs) It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But if you know me, you know I've kept it real. And if you've been a part of my life, you know I don't sugarcoat stuff. I will tell you, you know, we're in a really rocky time. Or, you know, we're getting a divorce. Or we're going through this. And it was legit. 
But a lot of people have a hard time with maintaining, understanding that because they want to believe the image. They want to preserve the look, you know what I'm saying, of the relationship. And my thing is, look, if this thing is dead, it's D-E-D, it's dead. It's time to cut it off and move on. But there's no healing through that. There's no way to really resolve what happened and what's going on. And it makes the, the process of transition so much harder, especially for someone like myself who wants to understand and wants to communicate. And it caused a lot of back and forth, even with me, when I thought I had made a firm decision. You know, so again, there was this, you know, click, clack. It was basically like a tennis. It was literally like a clip from Forrest Gump when he's playing ping pong, okay? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's not me. You know, James will tell you, when I make up my mind to do something, oh, it's fitting to get done. Okay, so when you look back, James, and you're thinking about when did you finally come to terms? Was there a catalyst or was it something that you just stopped and allowed you to see yourself, you know, or you stopped and took a look at yourself for the first time that made you realize, okay, wait a minute, this doesn't add up. You know, what I thought and what I see. Like, how long into the our relationship did it take you to get there? Um, it took a while. Because when you shut down or when you recoil back because you don't want to get into the conflict... Which is a lie, because it's not recalling back of not wanting to get into a conflict, or I don't want to fight, or I don't want to be disrespected. Essentially what it is, is I don't want to communicate, Mm. which is worse. But you're not saying that in your mind. Your emotions are saying, I'm not going to be dishonored, or I'm not going to be, I don't want to deal with this, I don't want the pressure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what your emotions tell you. Uh, but essentially, you're not communicating. You're refusing. You're actually re- uh, refusing to be obedient to the truth of what mm-hmm. God wants. And, and communicating in love and understanding is what he wants. Right. You know? And so, it, it took for me to surrender self. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta unpack that. Yeah. What do you mean by but, surrender uh, self? Uh, surrendering self, understanding and knowing. You know, I was, you know, yes, selfishness was a part of who I was. Mm. You know, not in the sense of, of covering up or, but simply denying the other person entry. You know, mm-hmm. entry into communication, uh, entry into resolve. Reality. Um, sure, absolutely. And so, for the sake of discussion, apart from the biblical framework, right. let's just talk about in relationships. Yeah. We all believe in relationships there should be mutual respect, yeah. love, okay, got and, it. Now and, we under- talking. and understanding, right? So, when there's an issue, when there's a problem, when there's a symptom... If it manifests as 
the husband being upset and yelling, the wife being upset and yelling, or whoever, those are symptoms of an issue. You can label them as character flaws, or <laughs> she made me mad, and she disrespect all Which those is deflecting and all yeah, that other all stuff. All those things yeah. are still at the core a symptom. No one just gets up and goes ah and yells, right? Something has to happen <laughs> right. for that person to get to that place. Right. So it's a symptom of something that happened. So it's the responsibility of the 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 male, I would say, you know, outside of biblical framework. I would say it's both, like yeah, just it's, humans. It's both, it's both but, but I'm speaking as a male okay, because gotcha. I'm, I'm a guy. All right, all right, all right. You got it. So you got it. men, if you're listening, it's a responsibility uh, on your part, me speaking from my vantage point to go, all right, you know, if she's having a response, there's a symptom. I got to find out what it is. Yep. Now, if she's in a position where, well... You know, I don't want to talk. I'm not talking right now. I don't want to. All right. You can either take the emotional, uh, selfish, uh, childish role that I've taken many times. It's, oh, you don't want to talk. Then we ain't going to talk, and I ain't going to talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't want to talk right now, then I'm not talking, and I'm not talking. Yeah, which usually wasn't the case with me, though, because okay. I'm always ready to talk. Okay. Yeah. So Unless... You have said something completely out of line, and then it's like, yeah. nah, I got to let the fire get down to an ember sure, but before I, we chat. Yeah, essentially, yeah. what I'm saying is when you see a reaction or something happening, it takes maturity to realize that's a symptom. I need to figure it out. I need to understand what's going on. And so either you wait, you come back. And in that waiting, self-examination, take stock, think, mm. go like, okay, self-denial, you mention a lot. You know, are you practicing any self-denial? Like, maybe you did something wrong. Like, analyze. Well, you know, I don't know that I would label that as self-denial. What's the phrase that like, you use? Self-doubt. Self-doubt. You know, self-doubt. like, it's okay to yeah. practice that and That's to what, say, well... Am I 100% sure that this is what it is and there's not something else under there? Exactly. You know, instead of being like, nah, I got this. And you know, this this is it. You know what I'm saying? That's not how relationships work. That's the, you know, I misspoke earlier. Now you good. Self-denial is not what you always say. It's self-doubt. Are you practicing self-doubt? I think that, that those are cool little staples in conflict that will help you understand and work them out instead of feeling like, okay, you want to fight? Let's fight. Or I'll give you a fight. Or I'll give you a passive-aggressive fight. So you admit to that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding, brother. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So I think in that framework for people who, you know, you might be saying to yourself, well, I'm not a person of faith, you know. Uh, but the the basic principles of just respecting of, that other person's life, man, yeah, and just, their humanity. Yeah, it, it's it's commonplace to want to be treated with love and respect. Yeah. Nobody walks around saying, "Well, I'm going to disrespect you, and I'm not going to love you." Everybody wants to be loved, uh, recognized, yes, understood, and respected. That all across, of, yeah. all across many 
belief systems. Right. I think that's a common thing. You know, unless you're a part of some indigenous culture where it's just, you know, yeah, the strongest survives and yeah, I'm, I'm going to spear you if you don't give me my, my steak. But, um, wow. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, so I think those principles laid down uh, in a relationship, you know, understanding the person. When there's, a, when there's an emotional reaction, instead of labeling it as... Dramatic as drama, or I can't believe, or, or what's you, wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Are you serious? You know all those reactions that that we have, that I have as a man, that I think many men have. Like, man, why is she so worked up about this? Is it that serious? Like, man, it's more gasoline. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that I, I call. It, you can call that fire talk. You know what oh, I mean? That's a good one. Um, and it's easy. Let me tell you, it's easier said than done. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, the next time we communicate and have a conflict, you know, I'm going to be firing on all pistons. Yeah. It takes. That's why I said every day you get up, you've got to get up with the awareness and, and the realization as you're trying to master a new behavior so that your image can be right. You've got to say to yourself, "All right." Today is a new day, and it's going to come with new challenges. Am I going to attack it with the awareness that I need to have that, okay, if I have a conflict with my wife, uh, how am I going to deal with that? Am I going to deal with it as a symptom, or am I going to make it personal? You know, I think it's personal, and it's a symptom. Yeah. I think it's personal in a way that that's the woman you love, and it's personal. Okay. okay. That's the personal edge... That's the personal angle you need to have with it. Right. And then the, the action is dealing with it as a symptom. But if you make it personal as a personal attack, that's the personal that's wrong. Like, it may feel like an attack, but it's a symptom and you have to identify it. And yeah, it, you got to align it with the facts before you yeah. commit to it. But it, it, takes, it takes some serious focus because in the middle of... Man, I just, I just got a bill. Um, I got to pay this. Or they're gonna get ready to go to work. I'm going to I'm work. Tired. They're gonna repossess my car. My daughter's sick. She needs some albuterol treatments. Or, uh, you know, my insurance just went up. You know, five hundred dollars a month. <laughs> and now my wife is saying this to me, and I'm like, but life is gonna happen. Yep. You can't stop it. So having that resolve in your mind every day. Getting up saying, all right, today is a good day, but when the issues and the obstacles come, how will I deal with them as a symptom or will I make it a personal attack on me? And, and I need to resolve in my mind that I have to communicate. And it's going to set that other person up in a better light in what they're doing, whether it's like business or for entrepreneurs. I'm just going to say that, yeah. It's going to set them up like, okay, I know when I have an issue... Personally, in my home, this is the, consist the consistent way my husband or my wife deals with it. So I know I can come to them with my frustrations or my angst and my anger, even with anger, because anger is healthy, you know, because it's, it just makes you aware that you have intense feelings you have about something. You have, you have feelings and you have values that yes. have been breached, violated, that yep. have been breached. And that it needs to be dealt with. So you're going to go to your partner, your person you love and trust, 
and know that even though you're angry and you're upset and your vocals might be a little bit higher than normal, you know that they've resolved in their minds that they deal with it with intention to treat it as a symptom and not as a personal attack. And that takes focus. It takes repetition. It takes learn new behavior, mastery, yeah. like you said, like you say, and running and walking in that. It's a man like... It's I'm, not a game. But <laughs> it's hard. It's not a game. And it's the, hard. And, and when, it's every day. And when you learn it personally, it will translate to everything that you do professionally. And it will also help you understand the, the quality of clients and people you're allowing into your life. You know, I have had clients that I can differentiate. I can tell who's legitimately dealing with a problem that I know I need to address and who's behaving in an entitled way because they want a response right now after I've already told them in the policies that 24 hours need to go by for processing because that's not the only thing I'm over here doing you know and then you can decide okay this client is for me or this guy or this girl I'm seeing ain't for me because they don't have these values and principles intact you know like a big one for me is people over process and now at this juncture in business after this many years I attract clients who are people over process they are more concerned with the quality of my life as much as I'm concerned with the quality of their life than the process of getting whatever they want out of me and it doesn't mean it won't get results fast you know I've had clients getting results and you know the next day a week four weeks Time isn't even an issue at this point. What the real issue is, are we compatible? Do we have the same mind to work this out? Or are you determined to make it as though I need to be perfect and live perfect and I need to serve you and everything that I've built needs to grow around what you need and what you want? You know, this, you know that understanding those parameters of the level of self-awareness a person has the 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 stage of self-mastery they're in and how those things project and affect their self-image help me to understand very clearly if I'm on the right track with this person or if I know from jump no we are not going to work we're not going to click your process over people, you don't really want to work through the communication even if it's uncomfortable or difficult mm -hmm. and all we're going to do is make this marriage we've entered to whether it was a business contract or a, uh, a Christian contract, a religious contract we signed with a pastor, a friend who married us, you know what I'm saying? You don't take it seriously. And now I can keep going. Now, if that's not your thing in business and your process over people, more power to you. But when you understand that, you know how to brand yourself. You know how to communicate. You know how to market yourself. And it's not a fight to connect with people authentically. And, you know, it's something that I had to walk through. And that's why I asked, you know, how long did it take you to get there? And, you know, I saw how you politically correctly walked around and said you know it took me a while but it, it took many years 
many years and you know I will say this is the first year that I see there is this level of consciousness that I knew you were capable of because I would see you tap in with other people and be able to separate yourself but with me it, there was this it's what it felt like to me was you resented me for seeing who you really were and what I was trying to convey was I see who you really are and that doesn't make you love that doesn't make me love you any less you still good I just know you have the capability and I want to make that distinction really quick here really quickly here as well capability has nothing to do with potential I honestly believe potential is a joke it's something that tricks you into believing that someone is worth the effort and time and that you're not worth sparing yourself stress and pain and anger and angst you know I saw some things in you that were beyond potential you get me and it allowed me to believe in your capabilities and that's why it was so difficult to wrap my mind around how our relationship went from very solid from what it seemed on a surface level to seeing so many roots had been drawn like pulled out mm -hmm. at, at the at the core of what we were trying to establish or build you know our foundation was being laid but it wasn't being laid solid you know, and so there were some areas of our house, if you were to call our relationship a house, where the foundation had to come up and some new insulation had to be put in so that things weren't coming across as cold and there was some warmth there and you felt open and that you could be clear with me and vice versa, you know, of my knack for being very black and white makes it difficult for people who have you know surrounded themselves in gray to feel secure around me like I'm very secure I've always been very confident I'm very clear on what my intentions are I don't do the gossip and the back and forth you know I tend to think that a lot of people know my motives and know my heart and when they don't understand that or they run with what they think it's I'm sitting there scratching my head like, well, where did I go wrong? And it wasn't me. It was, again, just their process. And I had to learn how to separate that and not make that personal. You know, you're doing this because it's me or because of that. You know, I, I also learned another thing in our relationship is that I'm intimidating to people because I have my head on straight. And there are moments where... I'm very, very open and transparent. And then there's moments like, you know, early on in a relationship, we would have never had done a podcast like this or had this kind of conversation because you wanted to keep things private. And so I was in conflict. You know, I wanted to talk like, how do I resolve this? And I would have moments of sharing and then moments of trying to be silent out of respect. And what was happening was a betrayal of myself because I felt like, well, I can't express this. I can't even get it off me. So it's on me like smoke in my clothes. And I would share certain things and not everything, trying to be respectful, trying to figure out what it meant to be a Christian wife. And the reality is I, I felt like there were a lot of moments where it looked like I was compromising 
my character or myself in order to be at peace in my relationship. And even that bred more anger and frustration and resentment and bitterness and just all these other things. And I've, I've learned so much from then till now, you know, and as things went on, you know, that some things just aren't worth sharing with people unless they really know who you are and they can vouch for your character because they'll take them and they'll twist them and they'll turn it into something else. You know, I've always been very open. I talk a lot. Okay. Like that's never going to change about me. You know, I have questions for everything. I share like, you know, uh, one of the things that helped me a great deal with identifying people like me who had the same values and principles, like one of my dear friends in business, Adrian, she gets me because we call each other and we talk ideas and we talk business and we talk about, well, what do you think about this? And Hey, give me some feedback about that. And how do you think I'm handling this the right way? And how do you think I should move through this relationship? You know what I'm with a client or whatever the case may be. And I was attracting people in life, in business, outside of my marriage, who were insecure and threatened and easily intimidated by me being willing to share and to talk about issues I was having in my relationship and not being able to add it up. And so coming up with their own calculations about what was really going on and what was happening and all this other stuff. And again, there's so much peace now because there is incredible amounts of understanding and I was not afraid to keep fighting for my values and then not compromise and to still be open with people, you know, to still love and trust and say, well, maybe I'm not going to tell you everything because Brene Brown advocates that too. She says, you should be telling your story to people you know care about you at your core. You shouldn't be telling people private or just everyone your private things. Absolutely. You know, they need to be worthy of hearing your story. So some people would ask questions and I'd be silent again. Like, I'm not going to tell you everything. I don't really know if you have my back. <laughs> I don't know if you really care about who I am as a person and, and what I need and what's going to become of my life or the things I'm trying to work through. You know, and so again, that assuming that people know my motives and that they understand my heart is pure, stopping from that allowed me to come to a place where I could understand why you were in process and the things you didn't know and even helped me to communicate even better. Well, listen, well, here are my motives, honey. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's a story in my head that, I, you know, we've been together so long, you should know me. Yeah. And then to be able to say that, you go, you know what? You're absolutely right. I do know that you care about my well-being and that you always want to see everybody around you grow. And that you're a giver and not because you want anything back and not because you want to manipulate me, but because you want me to be well, too. You want me to grow. You want to know that our relationship is built on something real. And so again, you know, it goes right back to those three things we were talking about. The self-awareness and the self-mastery and the self-image. And when you move through those things well, 
and you become very clear on them, you're more confident. You're confident in the decisions you make with the people you invite into your life, with the people you bring on with your business that you choose to collaborate with. You start realizing who has the same mission, again, the same motive as you do as a business and why it would make sense that you would collaborate. And you're not just jumping on any person who shows you attention or a person who you thought could be a mentor. Like now you realize, no, you can't because you don't have the same values I have. You're not as self-aware as I am. You're not committed to self-mastery. You don't practice self-doubt. You feel like you got it all together. And I see it in the way you deal with people and the way you communicate. Because a lot of people are out here fronting. Like they're doing the work. And then you get close to them and you realize, oh, you just about your image. You like being around me because I make you look good. You know what I'm saying? And I say all of that to say this. This is why it's so powerful to be aware This is why it's so powerful to be on any journey. If you make a mistake or you come across the wrong type of person to stop and go, well, where did I go wrong in this? And what did I allow? And what issues were coming up for me? You know, for me, rejection isn't an issue. I get rejected all the time. You know what the issue for me is being misunderstood. So when this misunderstanding You know, for me, it's going to be that I'm going to be direct and blunt and to the point, you know, and potentially take down folks feelings or I'm going to be silent. And I've had to learn to work through that, too. You can't be so black and white. You got to make room for gray. You got to make room for the way people process. And maybe I'm black and white and that person over there is green and yellow. And this person over here is in the gray. You know, and then I started realizing time out, I got some gray areas, you know, and and coming to terms with that has, and in such a short time, completely transformed our relationship. You know, something that I just knew years ago was over, you know, and now it's not a, I'm ready to run. It's now, okay, let me put on some gloves. Let me put some Vaseline on and let's get to fighting the communication issues, not each other. And it's been it's been painful, man. It's been painful because we we get so committed to what we see and what we think in in business and out, you know, because business at, at its core is relationships. Is all relationships. Yeah. And how that the the result the outcome you create for people spreads to others you know so if you get this down personally you can do anything professionally pretty much pretty much the communication and understanding and fighting for that people have built businesses on communication and you can't run a business without communicating well listen you can't have a relationship without communicating well it's how you it's how you increase your value in business personally and professionally. You know, Warren Buffett says it. You want to increase your value by fifty percent, work on your communication skills. That's the key. And again, you know, it shifts everything. It shifts your perspective. 
You know, it keeps you from looking at things from your eye level to taking a bird's eye view or vice versa, depending on where you've committed to looking at things mentally, emotionally, you know, and then when you're in Christ, you know, there's, there's, it's a little different because then you got the church and their opinions and no, you don't know anybody really talking about the ugly stuff that goes down. And we've been through some ugly, ugly, ugly things in this marriage, you know, things that will have a lot of jaws on the floor and we don't even have to unpack it. You know why? Because it happened and it allowed this moment to come to us. We can sit down and be transparent with ourselves and others. You know, those of you who are listening and talk about the importance of not shutting out someone in order to self-preserve and then wondering why you're lonely and, or, and it's not even about attracting it. Cause sometimes you ain't even attracting it. It's, are you going to continue to allow it? Do you want to stay in that? place and position because you don't want to master yourself because your ego needs to be boosted or you just want to continue to tell yourself that you deserve this only to walk away and go you know what I didn't even want that (laughs) you know I, I walked into our relationship believing that I did everything right and on paper I did but there was so much more that could have been done. And there was so much more processing that could have happened. And at that age, I didn't have access to the information. So I don't beat myself up about what I didn't know. What I do is I pick myself up, I dust myself off and go, well, how am I going to take this loss and what I've learned and earn something valuable from it? How, how is this going to transform me the next time a conflict comes up in my home or in my business or with the people I'm trying to establish relationship with? And it's helped me so much, you know, like I tend to lean to the positive side of expressing things to people. You know, I do a lot of positive reinforcement, but in relationship, there needs to be more, more balance, more flow. I don't believe in balance, but I'll say more flow. And flow doesn't just come one way, you know, it's channeled the other so that things continue to move and be fresh and circulate. So I've had to learn to also bring constructive criticism. And my criticism is constructive. I, because I lean so positive, I tend to not be so blunt. But, you know, like radical honesty, like, listen. You excel here, but here is an area you really need to improve. And here's why. Here's the, the outcome it's creating. Here's the result, the effect of you not handling this. See, that kind of communication changes everything. And that person can walk away. If they don't have the level of self-awareness you do, they can walk away thinking about their self-image and some things they need to change and not resent you because all you told them was just wonderful things about them. You see, the more you do that with people, the more you find out who's really for you. When the smoke clears, when you go through the hard times and the issues, and that was the thing that made me think, okay, our relationship is something worth saving. 
Because even though you'd have moments of shutting down, no matter what we went through, you were still like, but I love you. I love you. And I learned to not just wait for I love you and I'm sorry, but to look for the changed action and then not be afraid to hold people accountable to the changed action. Like, listen, you said you were going to do this and you didn't and I see it. And because you didn't, now here's going to be where I'm drawing a line in the sand, you know, or here's the consequence. I had to learn that as a parent. You know, and so in light of all that was said, James, like anything you want to leave the listeners with, with regard to self-image, self-mastery, self-awareness, because again, you know, at the end of the day, that's what everything, every issue comes down to inside and out of business. The ability to not address things as they are and conflict with people and feeling misunderstood or rejected, whatever your issue is, that's how you're going to drill it down. When you stop telling yourself what you want to hear and doing what you want to do and really thinking about the impact you're making and how it affects your image and even the income you bring in. I'd say to have healthy self-awareness, you have to practice self-doubt constantly, and you have to live with the ones that you are in close relationship with, with understanding, whether it's a wife or a business client. And to have understanding, you have to have meaningful communication, and you have to work that out, and problems have to be perceived as symptoms that can be dealt with that have a remedy. You're you know? not a person that it, just needs to be dealt with. Exactly. That's why I said, you know, it, it, it can't be looked at as a person. You got to look at, look, at, look at it as a symptom. Here's a symptom that is being manifested in this person or in, this, in my spouse or in this client. And I need to communicate to bring resolve. And once I do that, things will improve. And just, you know, approach every day and every obstacle as a Lego piece in life that you put together in the building blocks of your purpose and legacy, you know, that God has for you. So that's what I would leave. You know, anyone listening right now, live with understanding with your with your spouse, live with understanding with your client, treat your obstacles and issues and problems as a symptom that can be dealt with that has a remedy. And that remedy is in healthy, thoughtful, meaningful communication to resolve whatever issue that comes up, no matter how big the storm is. And, you know, I'm not going to pretend that you know, my storm is bigger than yours or yours is bigger than mine. Storms come in a variety of shapes, colors, and seasons and durations. But they're all symptoms. And they can be dealt with when you get to heartfelt communication with that person, with that client, with that business, 
wherever you are. We live a life of communication. We can't live by ourselves. We weren't created to live alone. And because we live with each other, communication has to happen. And if we don't learn how to do it right, it's only going to fuel chaos. That's what I would leave. You know, and in light of that, we've been through a lot of chaos. You know, some of you have seen me talk about it, have heard me share, and have gone, you know, back and forth wondering what's happening and what is this. And it was important for me to share the whole story. And how difficult it's been and how confused I was. It is okay to be confused. It's okay to not know everything and to still be committed to seeing it through. Whether it's marriage or business or friendships, you know, a relationship with your parent, any relationship that manifests itself in different ways. It is okay to be confused because... You know, people would rather have you believe that everything's supposed to be perfect. You know, I am great at business, but my relationship was something that was struggling. I I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And there were so many times that people, because I didn't even feel bad. I felt like this is normal. This is my life. But people wanted to exploit that. Well, if this is bad and I don't know the whole story and it doesn't make sense, then you have to be it. And for those of you who know it's not you and you're doing the work, you were like me, reaching out to people, working hard to communicate, you know, trying your best to continue to act and to take care of business, even though the personal side of things or the relationships or things that matter most to you weren't making sense. I'm here with you and I know what you're going through and you can recover. You can be experiencing grace at the same time you are experiencing grief. And I'm so grateful that God made that 100% clear to me. And anyone who doesn't understand that doesn't need to. It was my life to work through and having an area in one life did not an issue in one area of life did not make me incapable or inadequate in others. And so I want to remind you that if all the pieces aren't put together, it doesn't make you broken. It doesn't make you less than and don't let people sell you into believing That everything in life is always perfect. You know, as my business grew, the problems in my relationship did. And I could not for the life of me understand. And it it had everything to do with my husband just having his own process. There'd be moments where he could support me and I'd be excited. And then there'd be moments where I'd be like, I can't believe I have to talk to you or ask you to do this or beg you, whatever the case may be. Depending on the situation. But that was his process. And I also had to learn that. It didn't mean he loved me any less. It meant that he was in the process of learning what love was. In and out of season. In in difficult times. 
or when I was growing, that it didn't mean I was growing apart from him. And again, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful I went through it because it has, I have so much wisdom and my intuition is on like level 1000. And my understanding is, and my ability to give people grace is so much greater because I went through that. And for many, many, many years, you know, we got to the place where we decided we're going to do this. And things literally started falling in place right after the other. Because I said before, I really thought it was done. I thought it could not be helped and it was over and had taken the steps to completely walk away. You know, but God gives grace and he gives mercy and understanding. And it has brought a level of gratitude into me for the things that I went through. Not the pain that came with it, but that I went through it and I made it through. And here we are. So for every day that we may have missed, then, you know, so much more has been added. The time has been redeemed even. You know, so our ability to laugh and be deeper friends now and enjoy ourselves and resolve issues, it's priceless. It's priceless. And so don't let people make you think that there's, you know, only one way to get stuff done. You know, I had to step away. I had to walk away from our marriage. We had to do a healthy separation, you know, for that click to really happen. You know, and we had to walk through some hard times, but we came out of them and we came out better and I'm, it's the first time that I'm excited for our future and how we're going to grow and how we're going to build. And there's no apprehension. There's no, is this, it's like, well, I'm working through this. Yes, well, look at the evidence. Oh, there's actually evidence now. You know, there's actions being taken. Things are being turned around. And we're both grateful for it. So thank you for joining us. For this episode of the Confidence That Converts podcast, I'm your host, Candace Shepard, and I'm reminding you to continue developing your unique image so that you can create a greater impact and then really make some serious income. You'll hear me in the next one. <laughs>